to the Rockman Show. It's time for Rockman to give his opinions, his views, and his thoughts on life and rock. So grab a beer, buckle in, and get ready to rock. So you know what's weird? Uh, you go through several roads over time, years, if you will. So as you all know, I was divorced three years ago. And I'm going to give you some love talk, people, so fucking deal with it. Everybody seems to like it. They asked me about this shit, so I'm going to tell you more. So anyway, you guys have been on a journey with me since I've been divorced, and I've talked about all my love connections or not really I can't really say love connections maybe one uh, that didn't work out and there was lots of red flags that I ignored over the time and I was reminded by a lot of friends and loved ones and all that jazz but whatever it is what it is but I will tell you and I mentioned this on the last show I met someone very special and she's fucking incredible she's like the total package total woman for me she likes beer how about that she likes my music even better. She dances in the car when I'm driving. I just went up an octave there, like fucking going through puberty or something. I don't know. You know, I got a new hair, but it was fucking gray on my balls. Is that like anti-puberty? I don't, I, fuck, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with me anymore. All I know is I like this woman a lot. She's fucking awesome. Maybe one day she'll be a guest on the Ragman show. I don't know. She may be too scared. Fuck, I don't know. Who likes what I do? You do because you're listening. Why not? I got nothing to do on a fucking Sunday afternoon. Might as well listen to this fucking ball prick. That likes beer and music. Great music. Great beer. Is he a douche? I don't know. I mean, John's not here to interject. Thank God there was no budget for him to come to Dallas. Because I'm in Dallas, people, at the Celestial Brewing Company with my brother from the same mother from the David Network on Instagram. I don't know where his show is. I'm not sure what platform, if it's Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, or who? 
It's on global, man. It's just everywhere, dude. What are you talking about? I'm just in the ether. So I've got my brother, David, from the David Network. Again, no one, there's no evidence of a, an official network that he's on. <laughs> because I searched it on Google and I was like, where is the David Network? And it was not on Netflix or Amazon Prime, Hulu, or what was that? Global. There's a global network. Global, but you're not part of the Illuminati, so you don't you don't have access. I got you. I got you. So actually we brothers from the same mother, like I said, we're here in Dallas, uh pre-gaming before extreme. And uh, this is a special moment for me. It really is. Uh my brother and I have gotten closer over the last few years, uh, especially after my ex cunt is out of my life which he fucked a lot of things up for our relationship as brothers. And I'm sorry to my brother. I'm telling you on to the people in the wild world of internet space that listen to the Ragman show. Brother, I'm sorry, but he's such a fucking awesome brother. He's like, dude, I knew. Just like a lot of my really good friends, like I knew you'd come back. So David, welcome to the Ragman show. You're welcome, Ragman. He listened to Eric Martin, so he's going to be doing that shit all night. And we got trains, people. So we got ambiance. We got ambiance going on here. So anyway, uh, it was so cool. My brother fell in love with this new record from Extreme called Six. Uh, that's got some great songs. We all know the song Rise, uh, where Nuno Betancourt did the fucking amazing solo, which Guitar World and a lot of guitar magazines, everybody kind of raved about it. Even people that weren't really big fans of Extreme. Um, just because it's that guitar hero thing, there's an homage to Eddie Van Halen, which I've talked about on the show. Um, just amazing. So my brother, and I mentioned this probably back in the Genghis Ragman days, is the guy that pretty much got me into hard rock and heavy metal. We were young. And you know what? I think I'm trying to think of the first music I really liked as a kid. And I think it's because of my brother David here uh, and a friend of ours down the street in the neighborhood, a guy named Mark, that said, hey, check out this band. They're called Kiss. And he had the double album of Kiss Live, and it was insane. And I guess David and I at that point were like born rock fans at that point. Wouldn't you say, David? Excited to come? You know what? It was about that time. It was... uh truth is it was junior high and everybody was raving about Kiss and I remember asking our mother and father for uh, Kiss Alive for Christmas never had actually really listened to them but they looked cool and everybody at school was raving about them so got Kiss Alive for Christmas and that was it when it came to Kiss but do you remember music before that I don't I don't Actually, you know, um, when I was down for Christmas, uh, Dad and I were talking a little bit, and I remember one of the albums that we used to get him to play a lot of was uh, Nielsen Smilson oh, yeah. by, by Roger Nielsen. All right, let's play a song. What, what are you going to pick? I'm going to play Jump Into the Fire. Fuck yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Nielsen Smilson, a first on the Ragman Show. Let's do it.
All right, so I remember that too vividly. In, I mean, so unlike our father to be into something like that uh, because he was like hardcore 50s. And I remember some of that, but then you and I discovered Kiss, but I probably the heaviest thing at that point in our lifetime that our father introduced us to was probably Nielsen Spilson, right? That was probably one of the things I, I remember because, you know, from the track, jump into the fire with the bass line and the drums that are very unique on that. How you and I used to actually run dancing around the living room but just because yeah. it was almost like a tribal thing. Yeah, totally. But you know, I was I was thinking as we were getting ready for this, you know, dad's the one that actually introduced us to Boston, if you think about it. He actually bought the first Boston album. It wasn't either one of us. He was the one that did it. No fucking way. Yeah. Wow. No, that 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 was it. I mean, he introduced us to Buddy Holly and some Elvis and some little other Richard. things. Little, little, little Richard. But actually, think about it, you know, I don't know how young the people are to listen to, but Three Dog Night, yeah. Brad, uh, some of the others. And then he got in a little bit more into country. I mean, you'd say it's almost like a familial thing where we've branched out some more over time. Maybe not you as much, yeah. but um, listening to different things. And it's just one of those things if you go back and think about some of the albums and stuff that he introduced us to it was the beginning of rock to what was progressing in the 70s i still remember um us being through like a drive-thru or going to a water burger and the song was playing on the radio and he said he goes david do you know do you know who this is and i said no he goes it's led zeppelin Dad said that? No fucking way. Yeah. No, he said, that's Led Zeppelin. And I also remember one time uh, when we were driving down NASA Road 1, and we were already KISS fans, but that was the first time uh, I heard I was made for loving you. Dad had the rock radio on in the car, and that's the first time that it came on. Well, I tell you what. So we're going to play a few songs. First off, let's... What's the first Boston song you remember hearing from Dad playing? Was it like More Than Feeling or something like that? Let's play some Boston. Let's do it. Little Boston. Yeah, so fucking Boston. Yeah, actually, Dad bought that that very first Boston album, and I used to swipe it and take it into my room all the time. You know, the one thing cool about Dad was he, since he was an engineer and into top end electronics, 
we had killer sound systems in our room. Yes, we did. And, and we had killer sound systems in our car better than most of our friends, that's for sure. Yeah. Because he would go out and buy us top-end. I mean, he was the first. He was the only person I knew of, and we were the only ones that actually had the best turntable, the best receiver, the best speakers. It wasn't all just from one company. It was what was what with each one. Well, dude, he had that subscription to Consumer Reports. Remember? He fucking, I mean, for internet people, this is like Stone Age. Consumer Reports was like this magazine that would rate all the stereo equipment, new technology and stuff like that. So, yeah, we got inundated with that and we were fortunate enough as our father's children, which he is a fucking amazing person. Uh, my brother will attest to that. He's my role model. I'm sure he is my brother's as well. Uh, this is a great man. But, dude, he helped us. And now he's like, I can't believe you listen to that shit. But it's it's hilarious now. And now I've never thought about this before until you said this, that dad is like, he had such an influence on technology for us. Maybe not, well, music as well. If you talk about Boston, I love Boston. Uh, I didn't think he ever liked Zeppelin. He used to always bitch about uh, Pink Floyd. He hated Pink Floyd. I remember that. That I don't remember. I just remember him pointing that out on the, the Led Zeppelin thing on the radio. It's just a memory for me when it comes to that. I tell you what, let's do some classic kiss before we kick into our beer of the show. David, you're on, you have the floor. Classic kiss? Something uh, off of life. Actually, you know what? Something off of life. No, I'm going to go deeper cut. Let's go get away off dress till sweet little kiss. We are at the Celestial Brewing Company here in our beer works, sorry, in Dallas, Texas. What It is my favorite brewery in Dallas by far. The beer here is just fucking phenomenal. So, Mr. G, will you give us a beat? We both got different beers. I'm going to rate mine first. Uh, I've got the double stars. Oh, man. Look at this motherfucker. It's like orange juice in a glass. 
There's so much fucking lacing, uh, just soapy lacing. It's just sitting on the glass. Let me do a little aroma check. Citrus. It's going to be creamy, rich. I know it. David, cheers. Cheers. The so real you, test is the drink. So you just creamed. Yeah, I did. I creamed a little bit in my pants. Thank God John is not here to extenuate what we just did and what we said. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you're, that. You're welcome. <laughs> so, no, I'm going to have to give this a four. All right, Genghis, I know I hear you. John, hit the horns. All right, David, what you got, man? It's a Jersey, Jersey, Polish lager. Are you from Jersey? I'm from Jersey. Yeah, no, not from Jersey, you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I don't know. what What's the what's the rating scale? Is it a five? Four. Is it a ten? No, it. Oh, it's a four. Four horns uh, up. Four horns up, then we'll go. Well, Dude, we'll go. We'll, we'll go. Tell us about it, mate. Yeah, tell us about it. It's a fucking lager. Lager. It's a favorite kind of beer of bad news. If you haven't listened to bad news before, um, I would give it a two because it's a little extra bitter on the back end, but not bad. Not bad. Not bad. All right. So, uh, we always plays a, a song coming out of the beer. So you mentioned bad news. I mentioned bad news. Let's do uh, drink until I die. Let's do it. Bad news. So you've had a lot of music, people. I know you're enjoying this. I am too. It's always great hanging with my bro. Uh, like I said, we've gotten closer over the last several years. So this is awesome. We're hanging out in Dallas, having beers, and about to go see Extreme. So, David, tell me a little bit about this Extreme record. This this record has grasped you like no other record in a while. You said, and tell me why. Is it songwriting? Is it News guitar playing, Gary's vocals, or is it the whole package? It's the whole package. You know, back in the day when we used to listen to things in the car, and we used to make our ta- mixtapes like High Fidelity and all those fun people did. But a lot of times, you know, you just went out and bought the cassette, you bought the, or you bought the CD and you listened to the whole thing front to back. And sometimes there were albums out there that it's like, why did I buy this for one song? This is the first album in a long time that it's 
front to back, and I will use the words of Michael Monroe and say, it's all killer, no filler. It's just different all the way through. So for people that like different things, it's got hard rock. It's got heavy metal. There's a song called Beautiful Girls. It's got a reggae vibe to it. Hurricane is more of an acoustic vibe, like when they did More Than Words or Wholehearted. And here comes more trains. Uh, Here's to the Losers is kind of an anthem song, but it's not a negative anthem song. So it's got a little bit of all that. So no matter what kind of vibe, there's probably a song off that album that you can listen to and get into. Plus, Extreme is extremely funky at the same time, which is very unusual. So funk, metal, blues, acoustic, reggae, what more can you ask for in one album? Agreed. I mean, variety is everything. So for me, uh, I'm the same way as you. I'm in the Spotify generation now, and I've mentioned this on the show, where I'm not really listening to albums front to back anymore like I had been when I was a kid. And you know me. I was buying vinyl like it's going out of style. I was buying CDs like they're going out of style and cassettes. Anything I can get my hands on, I want to hear it. Uh but the first band in a very long time, and I know you guys are sick of hearing them. I don't give a fuck because you're going to hear them again. Is this brand new Neck Deep record? Uh, and I saw him in Dallas. Saw someone was here when I saw my brother. Uh, that record is solid from front to back. And I was talking to my buddy Shelby about this with the Bear Tooth Thursday, and we we're both like motherfucker. There's just no solid records from front to back anymore. They're so rare. It's I don't. It's the music industry. It's the way it is now. And well, we're going to get more into that with David here in a second. Um, but the whole scheme has changed for. An, but for an artist to sit down, like okay, we're going to put a record together. We're going to put out singles, and we're going to put the whole thing out as a whole. It takes a lot of time, and they're like, they don't make money off it. But for them to put a really good, solid platter of music out front to back it's noted by the fans like for me neck deep did that for me so let's play some neck deep i'm gonna pick something i haven't played before so guess what the song name is check it out Some neck deep, motherfucker. Dude, I fucking love that band. I do. And then I gotta say, I convinced a good friend of mine, Mark, to go see him live. Just based off my Instagram post. So people, if you don't follow me on Instagram, RTR Bragman, 
That's me. You know me. I'm Ragman. I'm Ragman, mate. Rags, the sailor's only daughter. Child yeah. of the water. Hey, let's play some hard luck woman, because it's all about rags. Let's do it. Little girls. If never I met you, I'd never have seen you cry. If not for a first hello, we never have to say goodbye. If never I held you, my feelings would never show. It's time I start walking, but there's so much you'll never know. Cuts in one show. No Tommy Thayer and no Eric Seeger. Eric Seeger's welcoming his version. What, what, what do you mean? No fake freely and no cheater Chris? Cheater Chris. Like Cheeto Chris. You say, I eat me Cheetos. I play drums, mate. You know, the biggest shame about all that shit is, is where the hell do they give Eric Carr any damn credit? That pisses me off more than anything else. Dude, I'm with you 100%, but think about it. Eric Carr, 100%. But even Vinnie Vincent, the stuff he added, he resurrected their career somewhat with Lick It Up and the stuff he contributed songwriting-wise to Creatures as well as Revenge. He's nothing. Bruce Kulick, another guy that came in, Mm -hmm. did so much for the band, Afterthought. It's Tommy Thayer, Eric Singer, who's Ace Freely, who's Peter Chris, who's Bruce Kulick, who's Mark St. John, even Animalized. I, list, I, I have Animalized stuff on my Spotify. Like, uh, what's that song?
over the flight song. We drove to Austin, and then we saw him in Houston. It was on Animalize, right? It was on Animalize, yeah. Night, crazy said, Nights once, right? Crazy Nights once. Uh, yeah, no, Animalize was twice with Queensryche opening. Yes, yes. Uh, I want to say it was on The New Order. Or no, was it Was it on Mindcrime? No, Mindcrime... They op- they were opening for Metallica. Okay, yeah, I saw that. So it was uh, New Order, and I that my favorite record from Queen Track, even over Mindcrime. Yeah, because I, you and I were talking the other day. That was the first time I'd ever heard the song "Take Hold of the Flame." So wrong song, a uh, wrong album, sir. The no, warning. No, but I'm talking about when they opened for Kiss. Was the first time that I heard that song. Let's play something up. Let's play it. Take hold of the flame off the warning. Queen's Rock! So much music, so much flowing, so much love in the air. Two brothers sitting here having beers, like good Englishmen and a Scotsman. Oh, am I supposed to? Be? Oh, sorry. Hold on, hold on a second. Let me let me go from English to Scottish. It, it it'll take just one moment. Hold on, hold on. Let's get Austin Powers in the room, mate. Oh, Austin. No, that's not my bag, baby. Uh, no, but if you want fat bastard, we can do that. Cause you know what, Doctor Evil, you can keep your money, but give me that, give me your baby. Come here, little man. I'm gonna eat you. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back ribs. Tell us, baby back ribs. I'm not sure where to go with that, but <laughs> if we're gonna change the subject. <laughs> So we played a lot of music, but 
Anyway, today we're reunited as brothers from reunited, the same mother. Like we say, we would, and wouldn't that features in Crane? I don't know. I, John would know, and he's not here. Thank God, he's back in Houston, pissed off, jerking off in. I think he's still in Shane's cooler at New Magnolia. I'm not sure. Jerking off would that have been like the Wasp song, "F Like a Beast"? Let's play some Wasp, dude. Never. Have we played Fuck Like a Beast on this show? But we will today. Let's do it. Anyway, uh, let me, I mean, let's go back just a little ways. As far as Extreme for you, were you a fan, like, when the first record came out, when they had, Mother, don't want to go to school today, or Kid Ego, or the first record, or Pornography, which is where I really became a fan. I liked Mother, but I didn't like Kid Ego so much. I didn't really get into the first record so much, but I got into... Pornography. When that came out and Nuno just became this guitar god at that point, that's when I became a fan. When it came to Extreme, Mother was a hit. But back then, that's when movies had great soundtracks. So becoming an Extreme fan came from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure because Flight of the Wounded Bumblebee, because of the way Nuno played that during the Beethoven scene. The first extreme album I actually bought was Porno Graffiti. Really? Me too. Yeah. And so it was that. And then um, Three Sides to Every Story was the last one I had bought before I bought Sex. And what's the, what was the major song of that one, uh, Three Sides? Three sides. Um, it's called Warheads. All right, we're going to play Warheads from Extreme.
for it. The name of the song was Rest in Peace. Yeah. Great song, great song. song. No, Warheads is really cool too. Warheads is really cool because I love the intro where it's back when bands used to do this kind of stuff where it's like drill sergeant father saying to his little kid, when I say report, I want your lines on the the stripe right now. Yes, daddy. You know, that kind of thing before it kicked in to the real song. That was a cool album, too. I like that one. In fact, the other song they're going to play tonight, I know off that album, is called uh, Am I Ever Going to Change, which is a really cool song. That's a great song. Let's go ahead and play it. Come on. More extreme. Forget about it. That's what we're talking about tonight. We're We're getting extreme about extreme. He's super extreme, mate. I want to go back in time. We've yeah. talked about extreme. We've, Let's go back. In everybody's time. like, ah, we're going to the show. We know it. We know what to do. And what else? How did the David Network yeah. get Ragman into music? So, and I've told my brother this a million times. So he would pick me up from school. He was in high school. I was in uh, middle school. And he had this like uh, Monte Carlo. I never called him Monty, though. I could have said, ah, call me Monty. I got a Monte Carlo, call me Monty. Yeah. He never, you never asked me to call you Monty, right? No, but I, I did do the full Monty quite a bit of time. Good for you, babe. No, yeah, I'm sure you did, sir. Um, but anyway, I would pick him up. <laughs> I would not pick him up. He would pick me up from school. But, but only as a brother, not really trying to pick you up. Thank God John's not here. Oh, my God, this would go in another direction. So, anyway, 
we've had some beers. I'm just going to say it's talking a little bit. Not a whole bunch, but a little bit. A little bit. Hey, but um, I'm quick-witted, so you can't blame it on the beer. So, anyway, um, I would he would pick me up from school, mm-hmm. and I'd hear... The first striker from Van Halen, I would hear Eruption or You Really Got Me or something like that, you know, Van Halen's first record. And then he showed me God for rock and roll. He showed me Ronnie James Dio, like Black Sabbath with fucking Heaven and Hell stuff. And then the next year it morphed into like Mob Rules and then... Uh, Diary of a Madman for Ozzy and you know Van Halen and my brother had all this stuff in my car and his car and I could not thank him enough for introducing me to hard rock heavy metal back in the day and when I got that I grasped it so hard and my brother can attest I got into Iron Maiden and then we have a friend named Hugo that got us into Jews Priest and I remember uh, and I want, to, I want to get your memory on this, David, because I remember we were like in the church camp or something. And our friend Hugo was like, dude, Jesus Priest, uh, heading out to the highway. It's like, oh, dude, that's acid rock. We don't listen to that. I don't know if you remember that I conversation. Remember that. I do. I'm like, and now fucking Jesus Priest is one of the, my favorite bands. It was like my third or fourth concert in my history because of my brother here yes my ears rang for three freaking days after judas priest thing i remember about judas priest and since we're using last names for our friends as we were growing up ken alito yeah and i know you remember this story i know that, that that we when we saw judas priest and we came out of the concert and we were all talking about the concert and how much we fucking loved it he goes, man, I really like that song, Open the Letter. And it's like, what the hell are you talking about, Open the Letter? <laughs> and it's like, he goes, you know, that one that goes, open, open the letter. Dun, 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 dun. What is that, Green Man Alishi? Which, which one what, did he get Open the Letter confused with? Uh, open, open. Hell bent for leather. Hell bent for leather. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, yeah. sorry. It's hell bent. And it said, dude, it's not called open the letter. It's called hell bent for leather. <laughs> oh, he was so embarrassed. <laughs> was and, so I, and, I, and I remember too, Ragman here, uh, since we used to make mixtapes back in the day, he put Breaking the Law on it. And Timmy Chan, or Candelito, drove uh smoky and the bandit trans am was always worried about being pulled over and had louvers in the back so you couldn't see that well out of the back and in breaking the law it's got the sirens at the end of it and every single time that song came on he thought he was getting pulled <laughs> he was over yeah, yeah. yeah he kept getting freaked out because awesome. he thought he, he was getting pulled over so i think it's time to break the law on your show all right little juice priest breaking the law
All right, we've changed venues, people. We're now at Odd Muse here in Dallas, or north of Dallas, somewhere in Dallas. I don't even fucking know. It's north Dallas. Yeah, GPS. That's all I say. My friend Lee has joined the party. He's in, Greetings, minions. He's like, he's been on the show, I don't know how many times now, like three or four, but anyway, we've moved venues, we got new beer, I'm thirsty, we're all thirsty, having a good beer. So we're gonna see Extreme tonight. So let's get Lee's opinion on Extreme, how he discovered him and his thoughts on him today. Stop making fun of me, I do hand gestures all the time. Well, without getting into your gesturing, let's let's talk extreme. Yeah, I think I got into them. What didn't didn't your first album came out like in the late '80s when we were in college? Yeah, yeah. So I liked Mama. We can't go to school today. I didn't like Kid Ego. I don't know about you. Well, I didn't. To tell you the truth, I didn't like the first album. I thoroughly admired them as musicians. Incredibly talented. Everyone knows what a badass Uno is. But then Porno Graffiti came out and thoroughly kicked my ass. Let me ask you a question, though. So on the first record, could you recognize how awesome Nuno was and the musicians in the band? I did not until Porno Graffiti. Well, I knew just from listening to it, I could hear the seed of what would become obviously a, a great talent. Plus, I at the time, I was a voracious you know, reader of all the guitar magazines, and he was everywhere even before people knew who he was. So just hearing his influences and just hearing him talk, I could I could tell he was a badass. But, you know, the music wasn't really my thing, but then Pornography came out, and it was even funkier, and it was even heavier, and I really, really liked it. And then, like, subsequent releases, I really liked the stuff, you know, the the uh, the three, what, the uh, the third one, the, the three sides tell a story? Very, very, they started to develop their like queen sort of harmonies and stuff. And I have heard about half of the new album. And of course, that one song, I forgot the name, with, with of course, a few months ago, the guitar solo that everyone was talking about. Rise. Uh, Rise, exactly. And yeah, it's great. It's, you know, it's not my kind of music, but. I don't hate it. It's great. I mean, in this evening, I'm going to see Extreme for the first time. And it's going to be... And also, this this is going to totally blow you away, uh, Ragman. Remember in college, we got into Living Color, Color when they first came out, remember? Yeah. I have been a fan since day one. I have never seen them until tonight. Yeah, can, you, wow. can you believe that? No, same here. I didn't see him until I saw him in New Zealand, which was crazy. See, I don't know why. I mean, I should have seen him multiple times over the years, but I just haven't. And so to me, tonight is a solid double bill for sure. In fact, in fact, you know, when I heard you were coming to town, I was thinking about coming to the show, but I hadn't decided because I already had a front row ticket for Haken in Fort Worth, which is 10 minutes from my house. And Haken is a band that, on paper, I should like. They check all my boxes. I've tried and tried to get into them, and I couldn't. And so I sold my ticket to be with Ragman tonight, and his brother, and Extreme, and Brother Corey. So it's going to be a kick-ass night tonight, man. 
was so interesting because David was the one that introduced me to Living Color. He really gravitated to the first record, Cult of Personality. He's like, bro, you've got to hear this song. And then there was the whole first record was solid. And then I followed them after that and Love Stained and got to see that in its entirety in New Zealand. So, David, what was the, I guess, gravitation for you for, like, Living Color? Well, you know, for in Living Color, before you even yeah, before you even saw anything, if you really think about the '80s, and I, you know, nothing against anything, but think about a black '80s metal band. Yeah, that was un- completely unheard of. It was rare. Yeah, and I know you and I were talking about it the other day, and I sent you the picture. I still have the promotional EP from when we worked at the record store, from when it came out. That song was funk, it was metal, it was everything, it was what you wanted. And what we were talking about earlier, with music and words, it was everything. It had a message and it spoke to everything at the same time. It's because the words are always what spoke to my heart. And that was one of the things about Living Color that was completely different. Doesn't matter who's playing it, it's what it was. So, Lee, question for you is, I'm a music guy, or do you want to comment on what David said? Yeah, um, when you said, um, you know, you were saying that they were the only black band does anyone remember Sound Barrier and Spacey T? Oh yeah, they were awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. You know, Living Living Color, of course, was really heavy, and they had that funk element. But as far as I know, um, Sound Barrier was the only all-black band that was like metal band, and they were. Yeah, their guitarist was like Spacey T. Remember, he was like one of those early um, Charvel guitar endorsees. Remember those ads? Oh yeah. Yeah. Remember that big ad? It was a poster, and it had all the um, all, all the uh, Charvel artists posing with the guitars, like Oz Fox and and uh, Amir Durak from Rough Cut, and every you know Vi, all of those guys. And, and he Lynch. was like, he was like wearing like red leather. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. They kicked ass. Man. Yeah, they were. I, yeah. I like their stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I still have their first album. I still like spin it every so often. Really? Because they were the first African-American, like, metal band. I think so. As far as I know. Right. Unless you want to go back to Hendrix or whatever. But Hendrix, whatever, it's like blues, hard rock. I mean, as music's evolving at that point, going to hard rock, heavy metal, stuff like that, Hendrix, a major influence. But that band was one of the first ones I remember in my head before Living Color, which I think Living Color came out late 80s. They were before the 90s, but late 80s, right? No, they would have been, because you have to think about with Music Vision, where we were. Yeah. Music Vision shut down probably about 86. So No, sir. Because I was in college. I was in the 90s. I was working at U of H. I mean, going to school at U of H. And Music Vision was still going. I moved here in 89. 
okay. so music vision was already oh, gone so, by then and the living in living color came out probably 87 okay now i might be wrong but i'm thinking yeah i'm thinking living living color around 87 then it may have been on the last end of music vision right at that at that point in time yeah because it was around the same time because i remember we had the ep they ended up giving to one of the bars oh, yeah. because we used to sell a lot of music to the dance clubs. Uh, what kind of dance clubs? Regular dance clubs <laughs> and not so regular dance clubs. La Bear. Yeah. La Bear. I don't think there were sausage Lee. Yeah. The, the, not, 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 not sausage clubs. Uh, There's more shrimp or fish involved. There's more shrimp. We, we, Calamari. We, uh, we, we, we smell tuna yeah, in here. Yeah. Tuna. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of like that. Ahi. But, uh, Ahi tuna. Ahi. but I do remember it's around the same time. Uh, when the movie Iron Eagle came out, because One Vision came out, oh, like Queen. Let's play it right now. It's a Queen killer but, song. But one of one of the things I we're talking extreme. Perfect. Yeah, but but I but I saw well, yeah, but extreme has a lot of Queen influence. Oh yeah. So that's why I the, said the um, I sold the it was a dancing key of One Vision to one of the clubs. Alright. Yeah, it's not with some of the music I gave them. I wish I would have kept it myself, but it was a dance mix of one vision. Because I'm David Crossing, show my movies to one vision by Queen. Gimme, gimme, fried chicken, fried ahi. <laughs> speechless is weird it's weird john's not here but there's weird people that keep coming to the table with weird accents it's awesome that we have an international influence at this table all i can say is it's really quite unbelievable what <laughs> once you've had fat you never to go back all right on that note how about some king cobra off the same soundtrack what are they on that soundtrack? Now, the question is, do you prefer your King Cobra Marcy or Mark? <laughs> Interesting, mate. I don't know, mate. The, the, I'm just going to gonna play the song that killed a great rock and roll band. Their first record was amazing. Second record, Thrill of a Lifetime, not the best. And talking to my old friend, Dave Henseling, that, I, Dave, if you're listening... Hit me up, dude. I'd love to talk to you again. It's been a long time. But we're going to play some King Cobra.
said a King Cobra. Can't you play Blue Murder Jelly Roll? There you go. Who? Blue Murder Blue, Jelly Roll. Blue Moida. We'll play some Moida. We're gonna go to Lee again because he skipped Haken. Hello. Is it Hawken or Haken? Haken. Haken tonight for Extreme because Ragman's in town and the David Network. Again, we don't know what network he's on. It's not the Reed one. But he's he is David. I can verify he's David, but no one can verify what network <laughs> what network he's on. So anyway, I We'll get into networks and all that shit later. So, Haken. Let's talk about Haken. So, Genghis is a huge Haken fan. And loves them. I've seen them once live. They're really good live. But they're not a band for me that I can say, I want that on my playlist. I want to hear it over and over and over again. Lee, I think you have a different or same perspective. And I want to know why. Tell me about your love or hate for Haken. Well, what's weird about Haken is that they are incredible musicians. They write great music. I just don't happen to enjoy it. At first, I thought it was just Ross Jennings, who's the vocalist. And again, they're incredibly nice guys. I've heard them interviewed many times. And, um, and I own all their CDs. I bought them because I knew, or I thought I knew one day, I would get into them. Because just as musicians and everything, and they, they appeal to everything I like. It's just something about it that I just can't get get into. And like you, uh, there. Yeah, I'm guessing that when you say that you saw them live, they were the second to the last band I saw before the world shut down, because they opened up for Devin Town. Oh, I was there. I was there. And only days only days later, the world shut down. Yes. Remember that? I was there. Yeah. That yeah. was my very last concert before that happened. And they were great. And well, they were awesome. yeah, again. Devin was sick in Houston. Not sure if he was that sick in Dallas, he was but sick in Dallas too. fucking blown snot the right. whole time. He said, I don't have COVID. I was like, I don't care. You're up there. I'm here. It's fine. But Hockett or Hakett was really good live. But when I went to go back and add music to like playlists or something like that, I was like, and you know what's weird? All it's okay. The, all the bands that all the bands that influenced them, 
I love. They're 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 big Happy the Man fans. They're big Gentle Giant fans. I don't know a lot of Gentle Giant fans personally. I love Gentle Giant. They're of course huge Dream Theater fans. Anything in the Portnoy universe, they they love. I mean everything, and I don't know. I mean, and of course. Their albums are all different uh, stylistically. And while I admire their ambition and their musicality, I just can't get get into it. And just the thought of like, even though I had front row for tonight and I had a few friends I was going to meet, you were in town and I've never seen Living Color before. And I was like, okay, Alan's driving all the way up from uh, Houston and uh, Living Color Extreme is playing. I got to go to Living Color Extreme. And then there was only one balcony ticket left, so it was meant to be. Fuck yeah. So is there a Haken song you'd like to play? Can you think of one? To tell you the truth, I can't think of a single song because I haven't because I haven't heard, um, I haven't listened to my Haken discs in a long time, but uh, maybe uh, the one that stands out because it's so odd is Cockroach. Let's do it. Little Cockroach by Haken. Tantalized by the cockroach and its promise, I fantasized about soaring with golden wings. Hypnotized by the cockroach and its promise I was compromised by a treasure that was fit for food Dude, I'm like honored that you would like skip Haken to see Living Color and Extreme. Cockroach King, I'm sorry. Yeah, and your first concert with the David Network. The Dave Meister. My first concert? No, not your first concert. No, it's your first concert with Lee, but your first concert I, was my first concert. What was which, it? Which was Sammy Hagar and Standing oh, Hampton. Yes, sir. Let's play some Sammy. Classic Sammy. Wait. Opening band that nobody remembers. Quarter Flash. Harden My Heart. Harden My Heart, I love that first Quarter Flash. Should we play that instead of Sammy? You know what? Everybody knows Sammy. Play Quarter Flash. Who the hell knows Quarter Flash? I do. And it's got saxophone. I'm going to harden my heart. And who was blowing that sax but Rindy Ross? Fucking John blew on that sax. Had a hot lead singer. Yes, she was cute. All right. Quarter Flash. If you don't know him, you'll hear him now. Check it out.
All right, so I'm gonna wrap this shit up. We are. We've said a lot. We've done a lot all day long. We've had fun. The David Network and Ragman have had a great time, and now Lee has joined the show in the fray, in the nonsense at another brewery. We're at brewery number three, people. Number three. Hold on. Hey, number three. Number three. Number three. It's kind of like a Beatles. Number nine. Number nine. But this is number three. Number three. Number three. All right. You know, I was even, I was even late to showing up, but I guess as as Woody Allen once said, I'm paraphrasing, most most of life is just showing up. And That's what it's all about. I'm glad I made it. You, me too, my friends. Great to see you, my Amen, friend. brother. Great to see you, dude. So anyway, so we're all going to do one last song, but... One last song? I'm going to start, because I'll finish the show with something else I picked. So I'm going to pick a song. I saw a band called Beartooth on Thursday. I've heard of them. And the band that opened up for them was called Do The Plot in You. Bare teeth around their necks when they sing. Thank God, no. He wore next to nothing. It, my... it, it's bare tooth. So where the fuck does the name come from? I, I will tell you a funny story real quick. So my girlfriend, I sent her picture and videos of the show, and she's like, "He's almost naked on stage," and dude's like ripped like a motherfucker, no shirt, and then he's got all the pants are all the way down to the loins. I'm like. I'm done. She's oh, like, sir, you look nothing like this dude and whatever. But no. So basically it was Man of War, but in the 2000s. In shape. Yeah, in, in, shape. in, in, in shape. Yeah, uh, so Eric it Adams. Was, it, it, it was the male version of Wendy O. Williams. Yeah, Eric Adams and Joey DeMeo don't look like them anymore. So, anyway, uh, how about some, the plot new? This song's called Closure. Let's check it out. Closure. me like I was paid for always what you want and never what you need sacrificed all these sleepless nights it's a goddamn shame I guess I'm here to say I need some closure not enough to bring me back or get closer Cause I don't think I'd live to that I need closure David, 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 David. No extreme. What band other than extreme you're digging? You want to play a song? Did I want to play a song? What are you into? What's your song? You won't like. I don't care. I don't care. No, please. No bluegrass and no country. I beg of you. You mean no blackberry smoke? Wait, if you want to play that, I don't even know what that is. It's like they're smoke good, the blackberry. They're good. They're good. Oh, they're God. Good. They're good. See, they're yeah, good. They're like, Bloody hell, yeah. mate. No, they're no. Almost, no, they're good. They're, they're good. 
play. I like a cross between. I'm going to give you a choice. Either the the first single off the new album, Dig a Hole, which is kind of got a funk. I'm amazed. I southern I'm amazed Southern you. rock feel to it. it. You do not See? like Smurf. Yeah. All right. Hey, so Lee or, is like amazed right now. Their new single They're that good. just came out, the What You Know Good, which is a great play on words. All I got to say is you pick your song and I'll live with it. And then if John edits it out, I have no control. I see yeah. they're like, if I can describe them, maybe um, Government Mule Jr. Yep. Dude, Government Mule? Government? Government? Yeah. Government? 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 Yeah. I love Government but, Mule. Okay, then you will love Bob Smoke. Yeah. All right. Then, but, you know, what I would say is, because this is the Ragman show and I don't have any listeners you have, I would I would actually suggest Queensryche, Is Anybody Listening?, Oh, there you go. No, no Blackberry, but hey. Queen Troy.
So Lee, again, on the hot seat. John's not here, but somehow he heated the chair you're in, so you're sweating, it's, which is weird, because it's like 40 degrees outside. But you look nervous, you're blushing. You, I think you have an answer for us. What song do you want to play before we finish the Ragman show? Okay, let me say how in sync we are. You said, is anybody listening? That is my favorite Queensryche song. In fact, that is not only my favorite... Fist bumping occurring right now. Not only my favorite Queensryche song, but one of my favorite songs ever. The way it fades out, never fails to deliver chills. Okay, song that I've been rocking lately, and, and you mentioned the Beatles. I've been, I've been in a deep dive into Beatles and Zappa lately. So, I'm going to say... Beatles Tax Man for Paul's bass line alone. He kicks ass on that. So Tax Man, Revolver. Did you see? I saw the article yesterday. The He got his Hoffner back. Yeah. Paul got his original original Hoffner back. That's right. Two days ago. And it was in some bloke's attic. Yes. It was, because it was sitting in a fucking pub. It was? Yeah. It was hanging on a wall in a fucking pub, got stole out of the back of a lorry in 72, and they've been tracking it down, and he just got back his original fucking Hoffner bass that he played in Hamburg and played in the Cavern Club before he switched to the one that he uses now. And I think he said what he... He paid like 73 pounds for it or something? Yes. Yeah, how, like how much do you think that would be worth today? Oh, how since, many billions? <laughs> since he fingered it? A lot. <laughs> A lot. All right, some Beatles. Let's do it. great show uh david thank you for coming on my brother from a, the same mother lee brother from another mother my brother from another mother my old roommate in college such an amazing show uh, i want to thank everybody for listening every week thank you for the comments i really appreciate everything you guys do and i hope you like what i'm doing but before we let you go we're going to give you three horns up horns up yeah. Hey!
Tell you what I ain't. I'm not hateful.